so great to have you join us for worship. Whether are you connecting with us on TV, online, or in person, I am so glad that you chose to worship with us today. This week, we will be starting a new series called Unfiltered Family. We are all a part of families. We have the families that raised us. Some of them are biological, others are foster or adoptive. We also have spiritual families and what I like to call our chosen family. With all of those different types of families, we can have a tendency to pretend that things are better than they are. Take this last year, for example. In the beginning, I put on my big girl pants and just powered through the quarantine. But then the pandemic just kept going and my ability to keep up the appearance that I was doing okay faded. No matter what your response to the pandemic has been, if you're anything like me, you reached a point in which you thought to yourself, I thought that this would be done by now. I had to make the choice to take the filter off and let others know how I was really doing. It was hard to have those conversations. It made me feel weak and like I was dragging other people down with my problems. But the truth is that only after I took off the filter of pretending things were better than they were, did I begin to experience some hint of relief, healing, and hope. I believe the same will be true for all of you, not only in your relationships with others, but in your relationship with God. As we step into worship today, take a moment and ask God to help you take off any filters you may have in your relationship with Him so you can worship Him more freely. Would you sing with me? songs be a sign we are here for you we are here for you let your breath come from heaven fill our hearts with your life we are here for you We are here for you. So you our hearts are open, nothing here is hidden. You are our one desire. You alone are holy, only you are worthy. God, let your fire fall down. Let us shout, be your anthem, your renown, fill the sky, we are here for you, yes we are here for you, let your word, let your word, move in power. Open, nothing here is hidden. You are 
shadows deepen but do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through do you wish that you could see it all made new
Hey friends, I am so excited that we are about ready to engage in a brand new teaching series this week called Unfiltered Family. And I think this is going to be a valuable conversation as we seek to improve the health of our family investments. And so with that in mind, I want to just invite us into a prayer moment right now that focuses in on our families. And, And so allow me to start by reading a short yet powerful passage found in Psalm 103 verses 17 and 18. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commandments. Now, friends, I love this verse because it gives us insight into the power given to us to influence and intercede on behalf of our families. And we should understand that Verses found in wisdom literature, like the Psalms and the Proverbs, they, they shouldn't be interpreted more as principles rather than promises. But, but the principle here is that we do whatever we can to remain faithful to Jesus, and that we do whatever we can to love our families well. And part of how we love our families well is to remain diligent in our willingness to pray over each family member. So allow me, to lead us in a prayer that is included in a book called Living Room Liturgy that will hopefully give you language to use as you pray over your own families. Dear God, bless this home. We pray that your love may rest on us and that your presence may dwell with us. May we all grow in grace and in the knowledge of you, our Lord and Savior. Teach us to love one another as you have commanded. Help us to bear 
one another's burdens in fulfillment of your law, O blessed Jesus, who with the Father and the Holy Spirit live and reign, one God, forever and ever. Amen. And now I want to just invite you into some quiet space to kind of pray on your own, to think through your own family dynamics and offer to God those two or three situations that that really are kind of bringing you the, the most concern in this season in your life and that you would just lay your family burdens before the Lord in these next few moments of quiet prayer. Lord God, we bless you and we thank you for the gift of our families. We hold all of our family burdens before you and ask for you to work and move in your timing and in your power. We trust you. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. There's one thing to say about this crack army team. They don't let their newly found fame go to their heads. They always wind up keeping both feet firmly on the ground. Have you ever just wanted things to be the way you've always dreamed? Tired of feeling like your life just doesn't measure up to those around you? Then you need the Life Filter, the latest technological breakthrough in the world of ignoring reality. It's not just a tool, it's a way of life. Simply take the patented Life Filter device, snap a picture of the thing you wish to change, choose your happiness level, and presto. The Life Filter creates and posts the finished product to all of your social media accounts. No one will ever see your actual circumstances again. The Life Filter, because fantasy is the new reality. Hey, Heritage, I'm so excited to step into this new series of conversations we're calling Unfiltered Family. It's an invitation for all of us, whether we're a family of one seeking to dig into greater community or a great big nuclear family or anything in between. Because the reality is our family, however that looks for us and however we define it, is probably a crazy beautiful mess. And one where we're tempted, at least from time to time, to live out of a filtered version of what family is for us. Where we dig into the spaces that are happy and connected and we want other people to see only those spaces that are happy and connected. But we've been asking the question, what would it look like if we dared to live life unfiltered? And we think that it's there in those unfiltered spaces, the spaces of courage and intention, where we will find the healing, the purpose, and the adventure that God has for each of us in each of our families, however we define that. So let's dig in together. Today, we're gonna be uh, looking at a number of different scriptures, primarily in the book of Deuteronomy chapter six and in 1 Corinthians. So I encourage you to get a Bible and turn there, get ready to press in with us. But you know, all of this conversation around family has me remembering a group of people that I spent so much time with, that I traveled with, that became like family for me, even though we weren't related. 
When I was in college, I traveled with five other college students representing our school for the better part of a year. We traveled thousands of miles across the United States and Canada, all squeezed into a little van. Now, if you don't think that traveling thousands of miles in a van with six people doesn't cause you to appreciate and be annoyed by a group of people a lot like your own family, then I don't know what will. Now, there was one week in particular, because you see, we had been traveling from venue to venue, from camp to camp, from uh, church to church, representing our school and, and helping lead people in worship. And on this one particular week, we had been on the road four weeks. We had just spent several weeks at different camps in the middle of the summer, and we were exhausted. Part of what travel then looked like for us was because we didn't have GPS yet or even smartphones, the places we were going to would provide us with preferred directions, a way to get where they were located. And a lot of these spaces, especially the camps, were located in the middle of nowhere. So we're headed to this one destination after we've been serving for several weeks together. And the directions that we receive are a little bit different than perhaps what we're used to. Instead of listing the numbers of streets and addresses, it's given to us in a context that's very much rural. We were given directions that said, travel down Old Houghton Road, and then you'll get to a church. Now the challenge is nobody called the road Old Houghton Road anymore, it had a number. So we traveled down what we were pretty sure was Old Houghton Road until we got to a church. And then the direction said, after you get to the little church, turn right. So we turned right. And then it said, travel down that road for a couple of miles and you'll see what used to be Frank's hardware on the left. So we traveled down the road for a couple of miles and there was an old dilapidated building. Looked like it could have been Frank's hardware. So we felt like we were on the right path and then followed the rest of the directions until it told us that we should be arriving at the entrance to the camp. When we got there, we were dismayed to discover we were in the middle of a farmer's field. We were not at all where we were supposed to be. So we backtracked a little bit, went back into town and asked the locals if they had heard of and knew where to get to this camp. None of them had even heard tell of the place. So then we found another invention of the old days, a payphone, and called our contact at the space we were supposed to be. They were shocked to find out we were three hours in the wrong direction from where we were supposed to be. You see, they had given us directions that assumed a different starting point. That story, that experience of mine, revealed something to me that's true on road trips, and it's true for families too. You see, in order to get where we want to go, we have to know where we're coming from. That's kind of the foundational truth that we're going to be digging into as we look at living a life unfiltered in our families today. This idea that in order to get where we want to go, we need to know where we're coming from. You see, I think we all have experiences in different parts of life, especially when it comes to family, where it feels like we've been following the directions given to us. The directions that say we should achieve success and no matter what it costs. We should keep our kids busy and involved in all the things so that they become well-rounded individuals and productive members of society. We should seek to earn more, have more, give more, develop more. We should be all about pursuit of a shared dream and goal. And inevitably, at some point along the way, even when we've been following the directions that we've been given, we lift up our head and discover where we are is not where we thought we would be. 
And we kind of wonder, how on earth did we get here? We're not the only ones who have dealt with that question. In fact, there's the story of, of a people of God uh, called Israel who have been promised a land that God wants to give them. But along the way, they've taken detours. They've made some mistakes. They've ended up in a space when we intersect with their story that is not where they thought they would be by now. And what we discover in their story as a broader family and what we can discover for ours when it comes to understanding how to experience and live into the goodness God has for us, how to find the healing and adventure and purpose that we feel like we're invited into, how to actually receive what it is that we've been pursuing all along and ended up we don't know where. Part of what their story reminds us of is this foundational truth that we're talking about, that in order to get where we want to go, we have to know where we've come from. And in it, we start to see some invitations for you and your family, me and mine, and even our broader heritage family about what it looks like to be people of courage living life unfiltered. So let's dig in to see how their story plays out and what it means for us in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Again, we're picking up their story after years of a long road trip. They are in a space where where they are is not where they wanted to be by now. But they also know a new day is coming. A new opportunity is ahead of them to step into new things and finally receive what it is that they've been waiting for. So we pick it up in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 3. Their leader says this to them, Hear Israel, and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in, in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And believe it or not, right here in these few lines, we see a little bit of what it looks like to live life unfiltered. We see that living life unfiltered takes courage to be honest about where we are and how we got here. Living life unfiltered takes courage to be honest about where we are and how we got here. You see, the, the writer begins this part of the conversation with a sense of where we are is not the place that we have been waiting to get into, but it's coming. And leading up to this point, Moses actually reminds the people who are listening to him of moment after moment after moment of God's faithfulness and their failure, of spaces that have brought them to this place that caused a 40-day journey to become a 40-year trek in the wilderness. It is an immediate invitation, to be honest, about where they are and how they got here. Even the declaration, here, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one God, was a tacit reminder of their failure to pursue the one true God and tendency to give themselves to false gods and idols. It's a loaded moment that is full of courage and honesty about how they got where they are and what it is that God wants to do in and through them even now. By pointing out that they weren't where they wanted to be yet, there's an invitation or an expectation that they can yet step into that place of promise. By reminding them of the patterns that had gotten them to that space, there's an invitation to choose a new way, to find a new pattern. And the same invitation is there for me and for you on the journey that we're on, however we define family, whatever it looks like for us. You see, for, for Israel, 
when they looked back at what got them to this point, when, when they looked back at where they were and how they got there, they would discover moments of great courage and cowardice. They would see moments of incredible faithfulness and deep sinfulness. They would, if they looked back in their history, see spaces and places of repeated brokenness. Cycles that had taken root over generation after generation after generation. And there's a very real sense when these words that we just read are declared over them to find a new way, to choose a new path, to seek something different. But to do that, they have to be honest. They have to have courage to look at where they are and how they got there. They're not the only ones who who have to do that. In fact, just like the nation of Israel that we see in the scriptures here, our families are a mixed bag too. A mixed bag of blessing and what we might even say curses. A mixed bag of courage and cowardice, of great decisions and poor ones, of histories that have moved us closer to the things of God and moved us much further away than what he would want for us. This is the truth for any of us. It's not a space of shame, but a space where we're again encouraged to have courage, to assess, to look, to be honest with where we are and how we got here. There there are in each family patterns of brokenness that seem to kind of move from branch of family tree to branch of family tree, from family unit to family unit to family unit. Spaces and places where there are things in our histories we'd rather not look at, we'd rather not discuss, certainly things we don't celebrate. Spaces of brokenness, of infidelity, of addiction, of choice after choice after choice that have moved us away from God's goodness. We all can see these things if we are courageous enough to peel back the layers in our family journey. Whether we are talking about the family we're born into or adopted into or the broader history of that family. But we're not invited to stay there. We're actually just invited as Moses revealed to his people to have courage to be honest about where we are, how we got there. So I'm going to invite you for a moment to dig in to at some point in the coming week, dig in, take a notebook and begin to think back of the history and trajectory of your family. To think back through the patterns of your life, of your family, where you can see goodness at play. The things that make you say, I'm so glad I get to be part of a family that is courageous, that chooses the more difficult way, that offers life and love. But also to write down, to track the things, the patterns, you would give anything to make different. Those spaces of faithlessness, of pain, of addiction, of brokenness, those things where maybe you've become convinced that because they've always been broken, they always will be. That because divorce is a generational cycle in your family, it must mean that that's coming for you as well. That because infidelity is something that has happened generation after generation after generation, though you don't like it, it must be a foregone conclusion. What are those things where you have seen brokenness and pain in your family and you would give anything to see it become something different? You see, living life unfiltered takes courage. 
it takes courage to be honest about where we are and how we got here. But when we do that, we begin to live into something altogether different. I don't know where, where you set in the, in the spectrum of this, but some of us can find things in our families that, that are so deep, so painful, so entrenched, we might even say there's something of a curse. And I want to read to you a couple of passages of scripture that speak directly to that reality. When things are so deep, so painful, so entrenched, we wonder if there's even a way out of them. The first is in the book of Jeremiah. The prophet says this, In those days, people will no longer say, the parents have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. Instead, everyone will die for their own sin. Whoever eats sour grapes, their own teeth will be set on edge. And one more, this one in the New Testament in 1 Corinthians. It says in 1 Corinthians 15, 20 and following, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. The day that the prophet speaks of, the day where he says the, the realities and broken patterns of our families will one day not have to have a hold on us anymore just because a parent or a grandparent or a great-grandparent made decisions doesn't mean it will have to impact future generations. That hopeful day that the prophet declared is the day of Jesus that we read about later in 1 Corinthians where we read that Jesus by his death and resurrection breaks the curse of death. And if the curse of death cannot stand in the power of Jesus' death and resurrection, then there is no curse, no pattern, no series of brokenness, no decisions of the past that cannot be torn down, that cannot be overcome by the same death and resurrection, the life and hope of Jesus. But friends, it will take being honest, having courage to, to, be, to be honest about where we are and how we got here. You see, the enemy tries to teach us that we need to be ashamed and afraid to go there. But the light and life of Jesus, the way that Jesus offers life and resurrection for us, well, that is an invitation to courage. So I encourage you to step into that space. There is nothing so broken, no decision that's happened in your family, None, no action that you have taken that cannot be overcome by the power of Jesus, his death and his resurrection. And so what we do with that then is press into that space of relationship with him. So if you've not yet received the gift of Jesus and the life that he offers, then today is your day. Today is the day of rescue in a new way that he has for you. So I invite you, if you've not yet done that, then ask right now for Jesus to be the one who brings light and life and purpose and adventure into your life. To be the one who makes your family new. Confess with your mouth that you need him. Ask him to be the one who rescues and leads you and your family and watch what God does. Now, once we've done that, there's another passage of scripture I want to point to really quickly. It's actually found later in the book of James, and it says this. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other that you may be healed. 
there's a very real indication throughout the scriptures that when it comes to the broken patterns and histories of our lives, the decisions, maybe we aren't even the ones who made those decisions, but they've impacted how we live our life today. That by bringing them into the light, by, by finding others who are on this journey with Jesus and being honest about where we are and how we got here, by confessing them, that that is the space where healing starts to come into play. Now, you can see why I said living life unfiltered takes courage to be honest about where we are and how we got here. That leads us to the next invitation for us, or the next space of courage. Living life unfiltered takes courage to be honest about where we are and how we got here. It also takes courage to choose a new path. You see, on that road trip long ago, there was no way for us to just keep going down the road we had been going down. It was going to take us nowhere. We also couldn't backtrack the way that we came because that wasn't going to take us to the destination we need to get to either. And if we're honest, I think in our families especially, but in a lot of places in life, those are the two options we feel like we're faced with. To keep on keeping on or backtrack and try to fix what's gone wrong in the past. But I believe the unfiltered life that Jesus invites us into by his death and resurrection, the unfiltered life that Moses is actually even speaking to the people of Israel about is an invitation down a new path. One that we may not even have seen before and one I don't know that we can see outside of Jesus. It's seen as Moses continues his invitation to these people in Israel. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. You see, the invitation is to a new path, the path of love. He begins that part of the scripture saying, love the Lord your God with all of who you are. And then there's something fascinating that happens here. It's as if this new path will require new patterns of us. Because the writer goes out of his way to say, this new path of love is going to require such a different way of living. You're going to have to keep that in front of you all the time. Never stop talking about it. Make sure your kids get it and get it and get it. Write it so it's the first thing you see when you enter your house. Write it so it's the first thing you see when you look at your hands. Write it around the house so much, speak about it so much, interact with it so much, this new way of thinking and living, this way of love, that it's like it is written deep in your heart. You see, we're invited to have courage to walk down a new path, the path of love, but it will require new patterns of us. This is why the work before of, of looking at where are we and how did we get here is so important. Not so that we sit in a space of shame or so that we, we wonder how we even got here, but so that we can choose a new path with new patterns. It's not just enough to, to bring these things to light but to step forward in a new way, the way of love. And I know for some of us in our family lives, we have, we've not experienced the depth of healthy love. We've seen it when it's conditional on how we perform, 
or we've been in abusive spaces, or we've interacted mostly with people who are passive aggressive. We may not yet have experienced the fullness or goodness of love. And so we wonder, how do we choose the path of love? What I'm hopeful in is the reality that the invitation of this kind of love is not something that we manufacture on our own. In fact, the more I journey with Jesus, the more I'm convinced that the kind of love he invites us into is actually a spiritual gift. It's a gift that he wants to give us so it can come to life in us and allow us to walk it out. Let me, let me show you in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 13, where the writer has actually just written a series of uh, bullet points about different spiritual gifts. And if you've been in the church for a while, you're probably familiar with them. He talks about gifts like prophecy and healing and knowledge and wisdom. He speaks about these gifts that are built for building one another up, the ability to speak in different languages and to connect people with God as never before. But then he reveals that each of those gifts, as awesome as they are, are temporary. They only serve us here and now, but there's one gift, one spiritual gift that is eternal, one spiritual gift that we will live out in heaven, and it's the gift of love. Watch this. He says, so eagerly desire the greater gifts, and I will show you the most excellent way. And then he starts to talk about love and defines it this way for us. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hope, always perseveres. This is the kind of love that leads us down a new path, the path of life and resurrection with Jesus. This is the kind of love that invites us into new patterns, patterns that reveal spaces of patience and kindness, of spaces that aren't full of envy or boastfulness, but are honoring one another, are seeking the best, are persevering together. Imagine what your family, whatever it looks like, would be like if just one of you chose the way of love. And that's our invitation today. Because a new way of living, a new path and a new pattern, it begins with you. This day, you can choose a different way. Those, those mistakes of the past, those broken patterns of what have been, they do not need to define you or your family any longer. You see, within the scriptures, in that book of Deuteronomy, even later, the writer reminds those who are listening that they are the people who saw God turn curses into blessings. And this is what he can do in and through each of us. For us, in the spaces that we occupy, if love is a gift, it's one he's inviting us to receive, to choose, to step into, and to pursue as never before. And that's our heart's cry, our desire for you to live life unfiltered with courage, to be honest about where you are and how you got here, but then to choose a new path and new pattern. What would it look like for you and your family if you chose that space today?
man, I think it can change everything. So I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for us that we would be found faithful stepping into this new path, this new way. And as I do, I leave you with this invitation from the prophet Jeremiah, where he says, set up road signs, set up guideposts, take note of the highway, the road that you take. In other words, choose a new path, the path of love today. Let's pray. God, you are the God of life. Jesus, you are the one who overcame death, who rose again. And because of that, there is no curse that binds us. There is no pattern that we're stuck in. There is nothing that you can't free us from. And so on behalf of my brothers and sisters, whatever their circumstance or situation, I pray that you would reveal yourself as the curse-breaking God, as the one who turns what was meant for a curse into a blessing as the one who leads us in a new path down the way of love. Show us what that looks like for each of us today and give us courage. Oh God, the holy courage to be honest about where we are and how we got here and to take a step down a new path. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. To bring peace, to be love, to be nearer to us. So you've come to bring life, to be light, to shine brighter in us. So we man you well, God with us. Our deliverer, you. Savior, in your presence we find our strength over everything, our redemption, God, with us. You are God with us.
To the broken, the weak find their strength and 
Hey Heritage, thanks for joining us online as we step into this new series, Unfiltered Family, today. We have five more weeks left and we're really excited for all that God is gonna do in the midst of our families. Uh, no matter what your family looks like, whether that's just you, uh, you and a spouse, or you with all five of your kids, we have so much in store in this series and God's gonna move in awesome and powerful ways. Listen, be sure to tune back in again next week as we have a guest speaker, Steve Norman, from an organization called Winning at Home. He's going to join us and, and give us a great word, um, and he's got a lot to teach us. So be ready to lean in and dive in and explore with us. With that being said, we, we would love to know how to pray for you in this season. So if you have prayer requests or would like to get a hold of one of our pastors, you can actually go to heritageqc.com and click connect to fill out our connection card so we can be praying for you. Listen, it's been a great time today of, of worship, digging into God's word together, and even intentional moments of prayer. And I'm so excited for what God is even gonna show me and my family as we step into, into living into the fullness of who God has created us to be together. Listen, God is doing incredible things in the life of Heritage and those that, that are part of our church. If you wanna connect and give in any way to help us with the ministries that God is calling us to, you can actually go to heritageqc.com as well to give. If you gave your life to Christ for the very first time today, when Pastor Jeremiah led you in that moment, or, or maybe you reconnected with God for the very first time in a long time, I wanna encourage you to text the word faith to the number below. We would love to connect with you. We will have a pastor readily available to journey with you in next steps. Let me pray for us as we go here today and pray a prayer blessing over you and your family. 
Dear God, we just praise you for who you are. And I thank you for each family represented here online and on TV today. God, I pray that you would bless them, that you would fill them up, that you would draw them closer to you. God, that you would restore, that you would heal. God, and that you would help us live into all that you've created us to be. I pray that this week you would give them strength, courage, hope, and peace as they step boldly into the things you're calling them to. Bless this week and bless these families. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Exalted world.